Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. What's up, girlfriend? I hope that you're having a wonderful day wherever you are in the world right now. I just got back from a walk with my husband Roger and our dog Banner. There's this nice little loop in the apartment complex that we live in in Arkansas and it was just really fun to just get outside, have some fresh air, experience the sunshine. It was just it was just awesome. So, that was super fun. And just as like another little um random side note, <laughs> I cannot believe that we are already a week into April. Just recently, I feel like time has been a flying by. (laughs) And if you connect to that or relate, or if time just seems like it's just suddenly picked up for you too, slide into my DMs on Instagram. You can find me at Marie. I would love to hear from you. Um, And not just to talk about time (laughs) and how how fast it seems to be flying by, but just to connect and just to say hi and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Because it's so much fun to hear from listeners of the podcast because right now I am sitting in some leggings and an athletic um, t-shirt. My hair is like a big crazy mess and I'm talking to myself, (laughs) right? So it's super fun to hear from listeners of the the podcast. Um, So yeah, come on over to Instagram at Marie and come say hi. Anyway, um, speaking of time, right? (laughs) That is what today's episode is all about. And if you've been here for a while, you know that we've talked about time management before here on the podcast. I believe that was episode 49. I've linked it below for you there in the show notes. So if you haven't checked it out or it's been a while since you've checked it out, go check it out. (laughs) Um, So yeah, anyway, but today I'm also really excited to talk about time management, even though we've talked about it before. Um, Because somebody in my life asked me to do an episode on this topic. And so, of course, I'm going to do it because we're in this together. But another reason I'm super excited to talk about time management with you today is because, you know, episode 49, when we talked about time management before, that was 100 episodes ago. Can you freaking believe that? It was almost 100 episodes ago since we talked about time management. And I've been doing lots of thinking and reflecting, and I've realized that I've got a lot more to say about that topic, like lots more to add to it, lots of value and perspective to add, which is really fun and really cool. So without further ado, (laughs) finally, we're going to dive into this topic, okay? So obviously, on this podcast, we're all ambitious women around here, right? And juggling a lot of things. And so, you know, just for example, we've got jobs and goals and relationships. And maybe for some of us, we've got school, we've got kids, we've got pets. And let's be real about all of this, right? It's pretty dang cool to have such a full life like that, right? But at the same time, that can kind of sometimes get a little bit overwhelming, right? Because our plates are just so full and we go into this like flurrying or like whirlwinding around, um kind of like behavior or like this mode, right? I don't know if you connect to that 
connect, good Lord, connect to that or not, <laughs> but you get into that like whirlwindy mode where you're just like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh from one thing to the other thing and just like all around, right? And when we're in that mode, I think that we can sometimes experience a lot of anxiety because it feels like we never ever have enough time to conquer our massive to-do lists, right? And I'm sure you connect to this feeling no matter if you are a student or if you're a working mom or a working mom with a side hustle or, um, you know, a, a I was going to say a worker, but that sounds kind of weird, like in some sort of corporate or professional setting with a side hustle and a significant other, like et cetera, et cetera, right? Like whatever it is, it just, it just feels like there's never enough of us to go around with the time that we have, right? So what can we do about this? Because we here on this podcast, we are all about solutions, right? Um, We love solutions. So what can we do about this? And I want to share a couple of things that are working for me in real time to help with this whirlwindedness going on, right? Where there's just like a lot going on and you just need to figure out um, how to be more centered and how to utilize your time right? So let's get into it. I have three different things in real time that I am doing that are really helping and maybe they're going to help you too because again, we are in this together, right? So let's dive into it. So number one, shifting our mindset around time. So if we keep telling ourselves that there's never enough time and that we wish we had more time, we are not doing ourselves any favors, right? We're just not. (laughs) We got to get aboard the tough love train and just really acknowledge that, right? Because when we we do that, we're inviting in this negativity and all these like low vibrations by focusing on the lack, like the lack of time, right? And it's going to put us into this scarcity mindset, which is so full of limits and it causes a lot more anxiety and we don't need that, right? (laughs) We're ambitious women. We got a lot going on. We don't have time, ironically. (laughs) We don't have time for that, right? Like it's just unnecessary. And I'm sure that you've heard of this little exercise before where you visualize a certain type of vehicle, right? So like a Ford Expedition or a Toyota Sequoia or something like that, right? And then you're going about your day, you're going about your life, driving to the store for groceries or going to the gym or like whatever, driving to work. And then you notice so many Ford Expeditions or Toyota Sequoias out there, right? Like the exact vehicle that you visualize in your mind, it doesn't have to be the ones I said, but the exact vehicles you envision in your mind's eye, like suddenly they're everywhere, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, when did so many people start buying these cars? When did so many people start having these cars? This is crazy. I see them everywhere, right? But that's not what's going on, right? It's not that everybody all of a sudden is driving this type of car, right? It's that you're so hyper-focused on it that you're then going to start to see it everywhere, right? So, The point is that we need to be cognizant of the labels that we're assigning to time, right? We need to be cognizant of the labels we're assigning to time. So for example, if we keep thinking of time as sparse or scarce or not enough or limited, right? That's all we're going to focus on. And we're going to then invite a lot more frustration and like this near constant anxiety and just bad energy into our lives when we choose to view time that way, when we choose to operate from that position, from that thought pattern, right? So instead of lamenting time, we got to raise those vibrations and we got to get ourselves into a more empowering headspace around time by practicing gratitude for the time that we have, right? And this has been huge for me. So 
For example, maybe you connect to one of these examples here. So if you are in school, right? Like let's say you're in school. You could think, I'm just so grateful that I had an hour to work on my presentation for class. Or if you're a side hustler, you could be like, oh, you know, I'm so grateful for the hour of time that I had to create two really wonderful reels for Instagram. Or if you're a writer or a podcaster or something like that, you could think, oh man, I am so grateful for the 30 minutes of time that I had to work on my book or to record my episode. So point here (laughs) is that no matter what it is that you're doing, practicing gratitude for the time that we have puts a lot of good energy into the world, right? And it can make us feel better because we're operating from this, this place of appreciation and good vibes rather than fear and lack. And for me, this has been a huge, huge game changer to practice gratitude for the time that I do have right? Because lamenting it isn't going to get us anywhere, but practicing gratitude is. So that's number one. Now moving on to number two, which is establishing pure distraction-free work time. And I am super freaking excited about this one because this is something that I've been doing a lot lately and it has been a game changer. So if you're anything like me, you can end up being a distracted squirrel, (laughs) (laughs) right? Especially when it comes to social media. So like, you know, Instagram, the endless TikTok scroll, right? Even like the dog, your significant other, like there's just always something like email, right? There's always some sort of distraction that pops up when you are trying to get work done. And just to be fully transparent with you, a couple of months ago when I started my new job, I noticed that when I would sit down to um, write lesson plans for teaching, I would start And then five seconds later, I would like grab my phone (laughs) and then 10 minutes would go by as I lost myself in TikTok or in Instagram, right? And then I'd be like, no, 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 get back to get back to work, whatever, whatever, put down my phone, start planning again. And then, you know, I would, it would repeat the pattern, right? It would be constantly oscillating back and forth between doing the work and then getting distracted by my phone right? The same goes for when I would be doing household like chores, right? My husband and I divide them equally. Um, you know, some of sometimes depending on the season of life, he does more than I do or I do more than he does. Like it just kind of depends, right? So I would be doing laundry and then I would get distracted by the messy kitchen counter, right? And then I would go into a different room to grab more hangers for the laundry and I would notice the unmade bed and then I'd be like, oh, I have to make the bed. And I would just be bouncing around from chore to chore to chore and never finishing anything, right? Because I'd always get distracted by something. So, I mean, I could come up with a kajillion examples to to illustrate this, but I know that you know what I'm talking about, right? there's always some sort of distraction that's going to knock us off course, right? And then things take three, four, five times longer than it should because our attention is being pulled in nine different directions. And it's so ironic that we lament time, but then at the same time, we also end up wasting so much of it, right? And so I noticed this behavior in myself and what I started to do, and maybe this is going to work for you too, is to establish very hard and fast boundaries when it came to working on whatever task it was, right? So for example, if I am planning out a podcast or I'm planning out my classes for the week, then that is what I am doing. I am planning out the podcast and I am planning out my classes for the week. I'm not scrolling Instagram. I'm not, you know, flipping back and forth between scrolling on Instagram and planning out my class. I'm not planning my class and throwing the ball for banner, right? Like I'm like fully focused 
on the task at hand. So if I, I got into this new mindset of like, okay, if I've made a commitment to work on something, then I'm going to work on it without any distractions or at the very least as minimal distractions as possible for a set amount of time, right? And I realized that it was up to me to communicate that to Roger, to communicate that to my husband and to then follow through with what I promised myself that I would do, right? And of course, this is certainly not going to work for everyone, right? Like, especially if you are a mom. I am not a mom. I fully acknowledge that. But I do have some of my best friends who are moms. And I know, based on what they've said, that it's really difficult to find those carved out times and spaces for, you know, uninterrupted time, right? Like, I I fully acknowledge that, (laughs) right? Um, But what I am saying here and what I really want you to take away from this is that we can be so much more efficient with our time when we try to limit the distractions and have that pure time to work, right? There might not be any such thing for you in your life as like a, you know, 100% no distractions, right? Um, But to try to limit those distractions as best as we can, right? And I think that the way we can try to get as distraction-free of an environment to work in as possible is through setting and communicating boundaries with ourselves, right? With ourselves about technology, with other people, all of those things, right? And how we do that and what that looks like and the amount of time we carve out for ourselves to work distraction-free is going to look different for every single person, right? It it, It just is because we're all different women with different... Um, priorities and relationships and roles and all of that kind of stuff. So it's going to look different. Um, So I just want to share a couple uh, of examples here, right? So let's say that you are in school, right? And you know that you've got a paper due in two days and you know that you get distracted by your phone and the endless TikTok scroll, (laughs) right? You could put your phone into another room when you're working on the paper or you could set a time limit on the apps that do distract you so that you can get that uninterrupted work time right? And you could communicate to your roommate, to your parents, to whoever, like, hey, I need an hour to to do this, right? And then you go and do it. Or let's say that you are a side hustler and you're a mom. You could communicate the need for that uninterrupted work time with your significant other, you know, at home, after work for like 30 minutes every Wednesday night or something like that, right? Like that's your carved out uninterrupted work time to just, you know, go after whatever task or goal you have, right? Or, you know, maybe that means at work that you close your door at lunchtime twice a week for that hour-long lunch that you have so that you can get some stuff done without interruptions and you just communicate that to your to your coworkers, right? My point here is that like regardless of whatever it is that you're working on, it's crucial to try to create and cultivate that space where it's distraction free, it's as interruption free as possible so that we can get stuff done, right? Because distractions often make things take like two to three to four or five times longer. So when we eliminate those distractions or we try to be as distraction free as possible, we can then theoretically get more time more time done, more things done, there we go, (laughs) more things done with the time that we do have, which is then going to put us into a really positive headspace because we're being efficient and we're being smart with our time. So that has been really, really working for me um, the past couple of months. Um, So I just wanted to share that with you. (laughs) And then last but not least here, we've got number three, which is to find our threshold for enough. 
And if you are anything like me, <laughs> finding what Jenna Kutcher says is our, you know, enough point, quote unquote, our enough point is so ridiculously difficult because when it comes to goals and dreams and the work we're going to put into it, sometimes nothing ever feels like enough, right? When I first read about this idea of finding your enough point in her book, How Are You Really? I was like, Jenna, (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't know how to find that enough point, right? Because, you know, for a long time now, I've operated from this position of like, or this like headspace mindset space of like, ah, there's always something more that I could do, right? And then accidentally, I have wound up, and maybe you have too, trying to strive for perfection, right? And then that ends up sucking up a lot more of our time in a not good way, right? Because obviously perfection doesn't exist. And I don't know if you connect to that or not, but for me, like I said, it's so hard to know when to stop working on something. And just this example is popping up randomly in my head right now where in grad school when I was writing my dissertation, I vividly, (laughs) vividly remember rewriting one of my dissertation chapters that was previously like locked and finished, like signed, sealed, delivered, done, right? But I opened it randomly (laughs) one weekend when Roger actually was not there. He was, I don't know what he was doing, but Um, he was gone for the weekend. I'm like, I'm just going to look at this chapter, whatever, blah, 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 right? And then I suddenly found myself rewriting the entire thing, right? Like completely rewriting it because I'm like, oh, it's not good enough, right? And then I ended up spending so much extra time and energy and effort on that chapter to the point where I got super burnt out and I got myself into that headspace of lamenting time. I was like, ah, like I wish I had more time, right? And the reason I got into that headspace is because I had over budgeted on the time I said I was going to put into the chapter, right? I had put in the time um, on that chapter. It was done and then I went back to it and then I kept working on it. So I was over budget. I was way over budget on the time I said I would spend on it. And maybe you can connect to this but in a different way, maybe not with grad school and writing, but maybe in a different way, right? So again, let's go back to our example about being a student, right? Let's say you're a student. Let's say you pulled an all-nighter on your presentation for class and, you know, it's it's done, right? Like the presentation was done, but you decided to tinker with it more because it's just not as pretty or aesthetic as you wanted it to be. So you stay up all night, you make it pretty, right? And what you're doing is you're overspending your time because it was done and then you go back to it, right? Or maybe you're a content creator and you budgeted an hour um, or a couple hours to do a photo shoot, right? And you liked the pictures when you were on the scene on the set at the lake, let's just say. (laughs) I don't know what you're doing there, but that's what you're doing, right? And now that you're home, you hate every picture. You're like, oh, my hair looks kind of weird in this one place. Like, oh, I don't like it. So you pack your stuff all the way back up and you go back to the lake to take more pictures. Again, you're over budget on your time, right? Or maybe you're a mom and you're making a cake for your kid's um, birthday party. You know that it's going to taste great, but it doesn't look totally aesthetically pleasing, right? Um, So you feel like you have to redo it. And then the the time that you spent redoing the cake is then going to um, filter into the time that you were supposed to decorate. And then it just comes becomes this like crazy mess and you're just like, oh, I wish I had more time, right? So my point here is whatever the situation is, We are over budget on the time we said that we would spend. And when we do this, we're getting caught up again in those perfectionist tendencies, which is going to cause us to overwork and overextend and ultimately, ironically, waste time. 
because we haven't established what Jenna Kutcher says is our enough point, right? And I know that you know, we all know (laughs) that objectively like perfection doesn't exist, but we can wind up wasting so much time trying to achieve perfection, which also then leads to more stress, right? So we really, I say we, not just you, we both, because I am totally in this with you. What we really need to do is we need to establish what our enough point is with our schoolwork, with our content, with baking, with whatever it is that we're working on, right? Because you are going to drive yourself crazy (laughs) and end up more stressed in the long run when you work from over-budgeted time right? When we work from that position, we're going to end up more stressed and it's going to be bad news bears in the long run, right? And again, I want to reiterate that I am in this with you. I'm not accusing or blaming or pointing fingers like being like, oh, you're, you know, operating from the over budgeting time, blah, 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 whatever. Like, no, 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 no. I am the queen (laughs) of overspending my time on things. And I've been really, really working on this here in 2023. And I've come to find that when we lead from a place of passion and operate from a place of good intentions and we just do the best that we can in this particular moment, that everything is going to turn out okay. We have to work on believing that the time and effort we put into something, um, is enough, right? And that it will work out even if it is imperfect. So stop tinkering, (laughs) stop revisiting, just trust, even though it's hard. (laughs) Trust that the time and effort and energy you put into whatever it is that you were working on, trust that it's enough and that you don't have to keep pouring time into it. Trust that what you've done is enough. So All of that said, my friend, that is what I've got for you today. I hope that you found these tips for time management to be helpful and empowering. And if you did, I would love it if you could share this episode with one of your friends, like right now. Send it to one of your friends right now who you think would also benefit from hearing today's message. Because when you do that, you are entering this amazing empowerment web. Okay, so you're empowering yourself by listening in and then you can then empower a friend by recommending the podcast to her so that she gets this message and then you're going to empower me because you're helping the power within her podcast to grow and then we can continue to create this movement of women who are all about embracing the power and potential within themselves as we work to build and enjoy lives that make us want to dance in the grocery store aisles (laughs) kind of happy, right? So if you could send it to a friend, it'd take two seconds to do that. Be like, hey, bestie, like, check this out. I really like this message. I think you'd benefit from it too. I would be so, so grateful. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. I love you. I believe in you. And I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. And we will chat again soon. 